What's up, family? Uh, I just want to let y'all know this episode is actually an audible from what I was originally going to talk about. We got another episode. We'll let y'all hear it later on. In lieu of this new deal that just happened with Jay-Z, I brought together some of my closest friends. Um, we just wanted to talk about it and get some direction. So please sit back, relax, and do me a favor and share this episode out because I believe it's some important information here that we need to hear as a people. Enjoy. <laughs> For anybody that wanted to know, this is my opinion on the deal. I have absolutely no problem with it. I think Jay-Z is a smart businessman, and he about to get that bread. I think it's horrible on Jay-Z's part um, because I think it is basically using cultural um, symbolism and style to conceal a political attack on black America. Okay, Lamar, what you going to produce? Lamar created trash bags so now these are items we're gonna use anyway but you know what that's fine so every black man created the black man suitcase (laughs) (laughs) see y'all don't know about that (laughs) desmond tutu said that when he was in africa that the missionaries came over to them and when the missionaries showed up the missionaries had the bible and the africans had the land the missionaries said to them let us pray so everyone closed their eyes and they prayed when they opened their eyes, Desmond Tutu said, the missionaries had the land and the Africans had the Bible. Yeah, Jay-Z, Jay-Z wrong until he proved me wrong. I agree with that. That's, that's just where I stand. I got too many questions. And, and, and I will come back. I'll come back on this podcast and I will apologize. But I just can't trust a nigga that beat Beyonce. Ready? Born ready. What's up, family? What's up, family? It's your boy Eldridge, and you are tuning in to the Just Eldridge podcast, the greatest podcast to ever hit the airwaves. Well, I can't say that today because I got my big brother in here. <laughs> I, got my good, I got my big brother in here with me today. But, uh, guys, you know what? I'm going to be real with you. Today is what we call in the football world an uh, audible. Today is an audible. We were not going to talk about this, but um, so many people are asking me my opinion. It's all over the internet. I said, you know what? It might be old news by the time we drop on Tuesday, but still, the people need to hear what we got to say. So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, I got some really, really exciting guests. I'm going to introduce them all, and I'm going to let them speak, to, let them tell you who they are. This first brother was actually the first podcast interview I ever did with the Made Life Podcast. I want y'all to give a round of applause to my brother Xavier, the creator of Exact Facts. What's up, people? What's up, people? Glad for being here. All right, Zay. Uh, me and you going to chop it up. We got a lot of talking to do because yeah. we had a conversation. We dropped that episode in February. 
Yeah. I believe that was. That was a long time. So me, like. me and Xavier did an episode. If you go to the Made Life, there's an episode called Fuck Your Boycott. And uh, we were talking about this NFL stuff when it first started. So we're definitely going to go back to that. Uh, this next person, definitely excited to have him on. I have grown to uh, love him more than a brother. Uh, if you know me, you know how I feel about black businesses and who I am, Mr. Spendify. But there's Spendify, there's Purchase Black, there's Official Black Wall Street, and then there's our big brother. There's the one that started the movement and got us all uh, visualizing what we could be, and that's my boy Sharif Malik Abdul. Yes, yes, yes. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Yo, we by black. How you feeling, bro? Man, excellent, man. Always feeling good. Always good. feeling good. Good to see you, dog. Good yes, to see sir. you. Yes, sir. We're going to talk. I think you are a very crucial piece to this conversation yeah. as we start talking about real tangible solutions. Hmm. Um, and this last person I'm going to bring on is uh, my big brother in the podcasting world. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know I'm new to this podcasting thing, but I'm having fun with it. It's uh, one of my favorite creative expressions that I'm doing. And before I started, Keith, who was a podcast head, and I believe he listens to over 100 podcasts regularly, um, Keith was like, yo, there's five podcasts you got to listen to as it pertains to the content you're trying to create. And yours was literally Joe Budden, top three. <laughs> so, uh Y'all, I want y'all to give it up for my boy Vince, the creator of the Wild Black Podcast. What's happening, everybody? I'm glad to be here. Glad to talk this shit with you today, man. It's going to be a good little conversation. It's, it's going to be good. First of all, I want to congratulate you, man. You just gave me some numbers, man. Where you at with your podcast? Some yeah, yeah. Numbers. We just hit um number 650 out of all the podcasts on Apple Music right now. Number 650 out of thousands and thousands man, and thousands. thousands. We got to give it up for that. 650. And he giving uh, unapologetic truthness about All day long. black people. Fuck your feelings. So I, I appreciate that. So that's definitely exciting. But gentlemen, man, let's get into it. Y'all know my podcast. There is no real rules. There's no real structure. It's just a conversation with real people about real issues that black people are facing. Um, so recently in the news, it, uh, it was announced that Rock Nation has started a partnership with the NFL. And um, there's a lot of people worrying on both sides. On some sides, people are saying, um, you know, Jay-Z, he the GOAT. And he did a great thing, and he always making moves. They're excited. And then there's the other side saying Jay-Z is selling us out. And, you know, I'm, I got a way about it, but I, like I said, I've been holding my opinions, and I wanted to bring people on. So everybody on here has a unique opinion about this. Right. Um, Especially Xavier, me and Xavier, uh, we uh, we weren't agreeing at all on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't agreeing at all, and then I went back and listened to it. I was like, "Boy, I can't wait to shoot this nigga." Up. <laughs> I can't wait, bro. I, I can't guns blazing. I listened to the episode on the way here today. You was getting hype, boy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, okay. So let's just get in, man. I'm gonna start it out. So um, anybody not really familiar. All right, Sharif, you're not Yeah, really. not so, that familiar. But you, long as you're familiar with the Colin Kaepernick project, Right, right, right. You know about that. That's really all you need to know about. And that's kind of where we're going to go from. So I started with you, uh, Xavier. Okay. Um, because last time we spoke, uh, you were not participating in the uh, NFL boycott. Yeah. Um, you had expressed it. It's not that you wouldn't necessarily, you don't agree with it. It's just mm -hmm. you felt like a lot of people were uh, participating in what you call feel-good activism. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They just did it to say, oh, we woke and you not woke because we don't watch NFL. Mm -hmm. 
So as someone that was watching the NFL, how do you feel about this deal? Do you feel like it's good or bad on Jay's part? I think it's horrible on Jay-Z's part um, because I think it is basically using cultural <coughs> um, symbolism and style to conceal a political attack on black America. So I think Jay-Z as a person who has a lot of visibility and influence in the black community, the NFL is capitalizing on that by trying to use him as a cover for the fact that they have no commitment to social justice. And I think that's just in their structure. It's not even a matter of do you have good or bad people, but you just have to think about what the NFL is structurally. It's a um, organization that's composed of multiple billionaires. And I think as a billionaire in society, like if injustice was a person, like each NFL owner would be sending a gift basket to injustice every week because they <laughs> like need injustice. <laughs> they need injustice to survive. Like the type of society that robs black people and kills them in the street, that's also the society that builds billionaires. So they have, it's against their interest to be in favor of social justice unless you want to put black people to sleep to get them to watch the game and not really invest in liberating other black people. So you told me off air that this year you actually participate in an NFL boycott. What is yeah. your change of heart? My change of heart, and this is- Just say Eldridge. No. Just say Eldridge. <laughs> That's all I no, want to hear. No, it's not Eldridge. It's just, it's literally a personal feeling. And this is the thing, even though I'm participating in, in the boycott- I'm still going to watch the game. You, no, no. If you look at my Facebook, I'm, I won't even mention it. Like, I, I would never, end, I would never tell anybody. I would never tell anybody. I don't even watch the NFL. I just quietly not watch it because I know it's still, just because I'm not watching it, that doesn't mean I'm doing anything- Revolutionary. See, that's like, where we have I'm to still disagree. Not, Put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. So it's still. Oh. I wouldn't reduce it. It's a. It, at most, what I can do is inspire other people to move against the system. But me not watching it alone, that's not anything significant. So if I can awaken other people to move against the system, and me not watching is the beginning, then okay, it's good. Okay, I'm gonna come so, back to that because yeah. I gotta. I got a rebuttal to that, but I want to get everybody. <laughs> uh, events. How you feeling about this deal? Um. Man, I'm I'm conflicted. I'm real conflicted on this one, brother. So I think about a couple of things, right? Um, one, Jay-Z coming to the table, creating this deal. Uh, we haven't mentioned the fact yet that in addition to him working on the entertainment side of the NFL, the NFL has also committed $89 million to social justice. Now, that sounds Pennies. great. Right, it sounds great, but the reality is, to your point, Xavier, their history isn't real strong in this space. So what happens with that $89 million is, is beyond me. Um, the other thing that I think about is, I do think it's a disservice to the movement that started with Cap. But the reality is, when Cap started this movement, he wasn't starting a movement. It was a personal reaction to what he felt was going on, and he chose to sit and then kneel. Which is what most movement most movements exactly. are born out exactly. of uh, exactly. righteous moments. Yep, yep. It's not so, a plan, right? right? But then then there's a third side. It's like we've been doing this now for three years. And as African Americans, as black folks, we have a finite amount of energy and time to dedicate to any one thing. So the question then becomes, three years into the movement, have we met the objectives of the movement? And is our time best spent here? Or do we get a better return on time and a return on investment moving on to something else? That becomes the question. So with all that said, I'm truly undecided as to if this is a good thing or a bad thing. It's great for Jay-Z personally, okay. right, because he's going to make money. We can all agree with that. Right, but I, I don't yet know how it impacts us. There are a lot of positives and a lot of negatives, and I, 
I need more complete data before I really, really make a call. But I got some strong feelings I'm sure we'll get into today, though. Okay, okay. You got you need more data than I need. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sharif, man. Uh, question. Uh, did you pretend, Do you watch NFL? Do you watch football? Are you a football guy? Nah, I don't watch football, basketball. I don't watch none so of it. So you don't watch none of it. So you, no. you participate in the boycott for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> just by default. By, yeah. Default. by default. Yeah. By default. So, um, I mean, what would your what's your thoughts on Colin Kaepernick, though? Because you know, um, there's a brother that was Colin Kaepernick before Kaepernick in the uh, NBA. Uh, what's his name? I know Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Muslim brother. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, he didn't have he didn't get you know. We didn't have social media the way we had it yep. back then, the way we got it now. But he lost his career. For yeah, he, real. Got, he got, he got yeah. abused for real. Yeah, like, yeah. And he yeah. ain't getting no Nike deal. Like, exactly. So, like, what are your thoughts on Colin Kaepernick with him doing the same thing and how everything has transcribed from what you see? So, so one of the things with Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, you know, he, you know, he feels, but it's, you know, historically true that the community just didn't come to his support. Yeah, a lot of people don't even know about you know, what happened with him. Right. You know, a lot of people understand what happened with Kaepernick, but Mahmoud still exists. He's still living. He's still here. And, you know, Mahmoud has never even been invited to speak at any HBCU, right? So these are like, this is one of the reasons why we even wanted to, you know, acknowledge him, right. you know, and, and provide him with a um, with an award because, you know, as a community, we have to be really, I think here's the issue. We have to be, um, the leaders in our community have to be um, a little bit more, um, I would say, authentic and real with the people and um, and more transparent. We living in a day where we could learn anything. We could get any information on anybody. But uh, leaders in our community aren't being as transparent. And um, what I mean by that is that when I say leaders, I'm also thinking people like Jay-Z, too. Right. You know, um, you can't make a move that's going to affect, you know, all lives of black people without letting them know what's going on, right? Showing them what's going on. You'll lose their vote, you know, and um, you're dealing with a, um, you're dealing with capitalists, you know, and even in the word, you know, capitalists, you have cap. It just addresses the head. But there's nothing in that word that addresses the heart, right? And I think that we try to hold people, we try to hold capitalists to be uh, uh, morally upright, you know, to have uh, business ethics, to practice business ethics. Then they do understand as capitalists, if they don't, then they can lose their position of power. They do understand that. And um, but a lot of times, you know, we just as a community and, and having leaders, we got to understand that these same capitalists that are providing uh, solutions to a lot of our issues, they're the same ones creating the issues. You know, so uh, we'll we'll sit on the fence and we'll be like asking like, you know, why would Jay-Z, you know, uh, partner with, you know, um, with this with this capitalist group, you know, but Jay-Z may, in fact, be a capitalist, too. So it's his intention. What is his intention? Right. Is it intention for the money or is it for the people? So that's where I'm at with this whole thing. So people were asking me, Elders, what what do you think about this deal? And I purposely didn't post because I knew we were going to talk about it today. So for anybody that wanted to know, this is my opinion on the deal. I have absolutely no problem with it. I think. Jay-Z is a smart businessman, and he about to get that bread. Here's my issue, how you got the deal. Let's acknowledge Jay-Z would never be at the table if it wasn't for the efforts and the results of the efforts of Colin Kaepernick and this movement that he started. 100%. If Jay-Z really wanted to be at the table, he would have got this deal back when he was trying to buy Carolina with Diddy, when they were trying to buy the, uh, uh, the uh, Carolina Panthers, when it was for sale, him and Diddy were trying to buy it. But guess what? That deal got shut down. 
How do we know it got shut down? Because we never heard nothing else from it. That's right. Just disappeared. It wasn't no announcements from it. So if Jay-Z was really strong enough to get this deal on his own, he would have got this deal on his own. So what Jay-Z did, he rode in the business meeting on in the vehicle of social justice. But in the driver, we had a capitalist driving it. That's my issue with this. If you're going to get money, cool. Like, like, I don't, like I said on my last interview, I don't have a problem with people that don't uh, participate in the protest. Because I understand some of our people. The personal choice. It's a personal choice. Whether I feel like it's hurting us or helping us, that's a whole nother conversation. Right. But one thing I do know was going back to what you said, the protest, the pro one thing this protest did was affected the NFL. Now we can no longer argue that. I know before they were trying to say, What why are we not watching? What is it really doing? What's the results of this? What's the end? They always ask what's the end goal. You know right. what I'm saying? What's the end goal? Hmm. One thing we do know, if this protest really didn't do anything, we wouldn't be having this conversation at all. Mm. Jay-Z wouldn't be in this conversation at all. If they weren't feeling the pain, we wouldn't be having the conversation. Period. Yeah. So we know the protest worked. We know it worked. And even if we didn't have this ultimate goal plan planned out strategically, we know that us turning off our TVs has affected these people. And this is where I have issues with our celebrity leaders. There's leaders, mm -hmm. there's community leaders, yeah. and there's celebrity leaders. Yeah. So our celebrity leaders, they pick and choose who they want to critique and don't want to critique. Mm. Uh, it's almost big bank, take little bank. If you got more money, I can't critique you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, go back to, let's go back to this. Jay-Z critiqued Travis Scott for performing at the Super Bowl, but he did not critique Big Boy for organizing performances in the whole Super Bowl party. And he working with Keisha Lynn Bottle. Because he knew he was uh, going down that same path. T.I. <laughs> critiqued Mayweather for shopping at Gucci. But T.I. did not critique Jay-Z for doing this deal. He actually posted the goat emoji when he posted the picture. So here's the thing. It becomes this thing where we only critique yeah, we're inconsistent that we don't like. If I like you, I don't. I'm, if I like you, I ain't going to say nothing about it. If I don't like you, I'm going to hold you to this standard. And that's my issue on all of this. So I don't care about him getting it. It's almost, I say this all the time about a, a politics uh, with uh, Mary, uh, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. Mayor Keisha, the slogan, Atlanta got a mayor named Keisha. What that supposed to mean under that, she, her name is Keisha, which is typically a name that you give to urban black girls. Mm -hmm. uh, she went to Doug High School, which is an urban black school. So it's supposed to be a name that's someone that is associated to the ground roots of the people. So if a man, Atlanta got a mayor named Keisha, you would think that Keisha will begin to implement policy and rules that affect the Keishas of her city. Mm -hmm. We just haven't seen that. So you got voted in on this vehicle of social justice, but what we've seen you do is approve money for the Gulch. We've seen you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, we just, we, we paid $27 million for a bridge. Hmm. A bridge, literally a bridge that take you from the train mm -hmm. station to the stadium. We paid $27 million as a city, but we about to let the uh, Boys and Girls Club close in uh, Tom, uh, Thomasville, neighborhood you get no rebuttal from me i agree 100 one of the biggest games so that's my thing is i don't got no problem with jay-z getting this money it's just gonna be people out here that get money let's get it i honestly i wish i did it a little bit better. Did, did he consult with uh kaepernick here's the thing no so what i've what i've heard and because a lot of people will try to say colin kaepernick he ain't speaking now this well before i get to what you said here's my issue with colin kaepernick 
My issue with Colin Kaepernick, when he got the endorsement, when he got the settlement, to to get the settlement and not be able to speak on it, I think was an injustice to the movement. You know what I'm saying? Because like technically, well, I don't know how much he can't speak on, but the deal, the, the settlement says he can't speak on how much he got. Right. I don't think he can really speak on the NFL. I think that was almost like a muzzle. That was right, like a, right, right. I do have an issue with that, and I think that causes you to not be able to participate. He can no longer lead effectively the movement that he started. Exactly. And so we're, we're left without that head. So, on, But we got that on one end. But on the other hand, what I always say, great leaders always have a great organization. That he can does speak have for a, him. He has the Know Your Rights camp. And Know Your Rights camp have been vocally going hard on Jay-Z. They've been they, eating him up. They've been, they, they posted uh, today, they were like, Jay Z could open up a prison, and y'all would be like, "Well, at least <laughs> at least Hove running it." Mm. <laughs> like so, like know your rights camp. Consistently since he been out the game, they've been going hard, saying that Jay Z has not talked to him, has not consulted with him, and that's my other issue. If Jay Z is doing social, I can only judge you based off your team. Right. I am super passionate about education. Right. Everybody that knows that know I care about education. But here's the thing. If I say I was going to start a movement or a plan to change the school public school system and my team has absolutely no educators on it, you can't trust what I'm saying. You're incredible no more. You, I am not credible. So now we can only judge what Jay-Z's doing by who is his team of this social justice. Who's on it? Who are the people that have been on the ground for the people since day one? Who is he consulting with? And that and it, I haven't seen that. So and then last thing, and you can you can jump in. When we go to transparency, it's just not a tr enough transparency. If this is a Jay Z deal where you getting money, you ain't got to tell me nothing because you don't owe me nothing. Mm -hmm. But when you go out there and say we're past kneeling, like as we as you said we're like we're the people. He didn't say I'm past kneeling because right. the question was a personal question, and you got to always listen how people talk. They said, would you kneel or would you stand? He said, we're past nearly. He sidestepped it. So That's the way of avoiding accountability. Yeah, so, and he just spoke for the whole, he spoke for the people. He said, everybody passed nearly. So when you talk like that, bro, I need a plan up front, bro. Like, I wouldn't be a fan of the Panthers if they said, we got this 10-point plan, but we can only tell y'all one. <laughs> we only got 10, we got 10 points, but I ain't going to tell y'all nine. So it's not enough transparency. And that's me on the deal. All right, so to get back to your point, I want to focus in on something Sharif said because I think it's really important. When he said capitalism, cap is in the word, it focuses on the head and not the heart. That's really important. He said that because what he's pointing out is that capitalists, everything they do is in the strategic interest of profit. Hmm. Me, and that includes culture. Like culture is a commodity just like everything else. So when they took Jay-Z and paraded him out in front of us, they were basically commodifying black culture and saying, we're using this culture for the purposes of profit. Now, the problem with that is when you do that, you're taking away the grassroots element that is a necessary part of every social justice movement. So now it's not a part, it's not a matter of what is your team like, it's do I like the individual? And that goes back to why T.I. is criticizing Mayweather, but not Jay-Z, or was uh, Jay-Z is criticizing Travis Scott, but not Big Boy. Because if cultural capital is the politics of the day, then you're just going to say, do I like this person? You aren't going to say, what's their political platform? Because if you ask, what's the political platform? You're going to say, what's the team? Right. So this is a way of just erasing any type of like regular people involvement in politics and like reducing it to personality contest. And when you reduce it to personality contest, you can sell people 
oppressive policies and then paint it up as if it's something liberating. So you can call it social justice because you like the person. So if Jay-Z had met with Donald Trump instead of Roger Goodell, it probably would have been a lot of people angry. But since he's meeting with Roger Goodell, who puts on the NFL that we all like, then it's good. So you see how it's all a matter of likability and not who are the people behind the scenes who are pulling the screens. Right. Uh, I think I think one well, go, Sharif, to your point about um, did he consult? Did he talk to Cap? There are conflicting stories out there, right? Cap's girl says they didn't. Jay says he informed. Informed probably feels more like the truth to me, but at, that's at the last hour. I'm doing this. That's not consultation. That's not bringing you to the table. Um, as far as, as capitalism goes, I, I've got a couple thoughts there too, right? Because as Americans, we all are capitalist. in capitalism, right? That's how all of us eat some form of fashion. Um, capitalism really just boils down to the privatization of business for profit, right? And that's something that can be a very, very positive thing or it can be a very, very negative thing. Now, when I, when I think about Jay-Z in this context, much like you, I, I'm not mad at him for striking his deal, right? Black man, get your money. What, what frustrates me is as a person who has, whether by anointing or by taking, he has become like a social leader for us, right? The work he's done with the Khalif Browder story, the Trayvon Martin story, Free Meek, the stuff he's done with, uh, with Rock Nation and whatnot, we were all behind him for all that stuff. And I, I think part of what happened was I think the feeling of empowerment that we allowed him to have kind of went to his head a little bit. I, I think he took some steps a little bit too fast. I don't know that I think more transparency is necessary just from being a businessman myself. I know that business doesn't happen in transparency. It happens in silos and it becomes transparent as you go down the line. So my thoughts there, I, I do think that while from a social justice standpoint and a Kaepernick standpoint, I think this was the wrong move. But the flip side is we've complained the entire time that we don't have representation at the table, right? This helps to remedy that because right behind the announcement of this deal also came the announcement of significant ownership in the NFL team that's yet to be named. So that helps to solve the problem of ownership in the NFL, which there are no black leaders whatsoever. Um, but it also depends on what level of ownership he gets because right now there's only one person of color who even owns an NFL team, and he's like Pakistani-American, I believe. So the thing that I think we owe Jay-Z is questions because we have to hold him accountable for these actions, even with the lack of transparency. As a leader, he owes us something. But I also believe that it's already done, right? So how do we make the best of the situation? How do we give him a little time to answer these questions before we decide if it's a negative or a positive? Because I don't like it, but I also can't say it's a negative yet. You go to number okay. go. Yeah, so on the topic of Jay-Z and the ownership of the team, um, so I disagree a little. Like, I don't think that uh, having Jay-Z as the owner of a team, no matter what his share of ownership is, is going to address the underlying issue. Because I think what's happening now is we're starting to notice that this is bigger than Kaepernick, it's bigger than the NFL. And I think that's why the question keeps coming, what's the end goal? Right. Because when people ask questions like that, it's a reflection of anxiety. They know what the end goal is, but they don't want to confront it. And the end goal is cultural transformation. Like the NFL represents so much bad things about America. It represents militarism. It represents aggression. It represents violence. It represents um, inequality, abuse. economic inequality, abuse of black bodies. Like all of that is packaged in the NFL that we are entertained by. So when Colin Kaepernick on a very public platform calls that out, 
under the American flag, it, it triggers something in white America. And that's why they keep saying, what's the end goal? What's the end goal? The end goal is we just don't like America as it exists currently. That's the end goal. <laughs> and, but but that, people don't know how to process that but, but because they've so gotten so you, used to it. What you just it. said isn't yeah. a goal. It's a statement. A goal has to be measurable. Right. But achievable. I'm saying there is right. no goal. That's the thing. There is, but people are uncomfortable with the idea that we're doing something and there's no end goal because, again, it goes back to the business yeah, mentality. Right. If we're indoctrinated into thinking of everything in business terms, we're just going to think, well, what's the objective? What's the action item? But sometimes the, the salvation is in the struggle. It's not in the, the victory. Yeah, like even if you lose, it's struggling against that oppressive structure that right. gives you meaning. And unity. And unity. Yeah. So and, right. and giving Jay-Z an ownership position in the NFL, that'll just be another way of validating a, a system that is just fundamentally anti-black anti-human in a, in See, a lot I, of other I agree with that to a point right yeah. I don't think Jay-Z having ownership is going to change the system whatsoever yeah, yeah. I, I think I it's think one of those think. things that becomes a step towards changing now the question then becomes will we ever take enough steps that's where I have my doubts because America has been America for years and years yeah. it ain't changed and frankly I, I struggle to believe that it really real ch will change right I think that there has to be a fundamental social system change but I, I don't know how we get there so having Jay-Z at that table, I think, is a step in the right direction. But then the question becomes, how strong is his voice and his support for us in this capitalistic society, right? Exactly. And that's where I'm like, I don't trust you. Right. So Right. Because so, money talks. So, so here's where it goes to me. Because I get, I get into this conversation right. and then I get a headache. Because it goes back to like it's circular as hell. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's circular as hell. So then I go, I bring it all the way back to the one thing I control, which is myself. Amen. And it goes back to the people. My question to the people under the sound of my voice: Forget Jay Z deal. Yeah. And where he's participating in the NFL. Where do we come in? At? Where do we really get power? At? You know what I'm saying? And that's why. I brought on my boy Sharif on this conversation because I, I think, love where you're going. I already can feel it. Yeah, like because because I, I I I think we get we are so judgmental of like oh what Jay Z did and uh, what uh, Travis Scott performed and who this person and oh why you not donating money and then it's like we be forgetting like bro what are you doing? We, we talking about a seat at the table that we don't own and we'll never own. Exactly. So, so how do we get our own table? So. I'm going to go back to this conversation because ultimately I want to talk about, I want to tell y'all the question so y'all can be thinking yeah, about yeah. your answer. Like, ultimately, what do we want to see from this deal, from the NFL? We'll talk about that. But again, just like y'all said, we don't know. So, like I told Keith, me and Keith were talking about this on the phone for about two hours. And I'm just be real. That's how you know it's a good topic. Yeah, Jay-Z <laughs> Jay wrong until he proved me wrong. I agree with that. That's, I agree with that's that. just where I stand. I got too many questions and, right and, now. And I will come back. I'll come back on this podcast and I will apologize. But I just can't trust a nigga that beat Beyonce. Well, let me help but you. I don't, even, I, don't, I, I don't even think. I don't think that you would even owe him an apology because right now he's speaking for us, but we don't have the information. That's on him. He made the decision not to share. He may have good reasons, but that means we don't have to apologize for how we feel with the information we've been given. I think you. I think you're cool. You may change your mind, but you owe him an apology. Cool. So yeah. going back to the thing what we control. So like I said, I'm last interview describe me when it comes to social justice is gang gang period right i'm going with the people no matter what i don't care it's like black people are like my dumb cousin they get in the fight sometimes 
And I'm like, even when you're wrong, I got your back. You're not about to talk about my cousin. (laughs) Like, I can talk about my cousin. I can treat my cousin. But I'm going to ride with my cousin if anybody go against him. That's how I am with black people. That's why I do love football. I'm not one of them people that didn't love NFL. I watched the NFL passionately. I got YouTube and Instagram and uh, Facebook videos to prove how I am on Super Bowl games. I love football. I stopped playing football. I wear H&M. When they did that, I stopped wearing H&M. Yeah. I am from the South. I'm I a still true, ate at the Waffle House. But I'm a, I was just about to say, I'm a true <laughs> Georgia boy, and I have not ate the Waffle House since I seen them drag yeah. that black woman out of there, and then the owner said he was cool with it. Yep. Who am I? Like, if that was my sister, bro, if that was my daughter, if that was my wife, if Scattered that was my little cousin, if that was my classmate, period, the fact that Waffle House drug a black woman out of there, exposing her naked body, and then when you know the historical content of how they used to expose our women yep. and pull them out. You know that and you seen that in 2018, 17, whenever it happened, and you still eat that, bro. Shame on you. Amen. Period. I don't care what it is. Shame on you. Period. Call me. I can hit you with a hell of a hash brown recipe. Holla at me. <laughs> <laughs> so look, so like, so Sharif, man, for the people, come here, me and uh Xavier were talking about what does real work look like? What does real power look like? for black people and how can we participate in building that power as individuals you know that's the alley hoop right there that's what you call alley hoop yeah you know it's um even when i listen to like all of these debates man it's like um i i could it it makes me uh sort of understand jay-z more you know and um it's and what i mean by that is like don't miss my alley hoop (laughs) (laughs) i got you i got you I got you. It, 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 you know, I can't, I don't want to blame him. Right. And the reason why I don't want to blame him is because we lack leadership. Yeah. And you have people who've been raised into a position of power. Not, they never came into that position of power based off of like how they worked for the community. Right. They just got into a position of power and then we're like, we're holding you to work for the community. But that's not what he was known for. He was never known for that. He got popularity. He got popularity. And and another thing too, what, what I, what I, do notice about Jay-Z than other these, a lot of these other celebrities, right? Jay-Z is not necessarily trying to stay relevant. A lot of these other celebrities do things to just stay relevant. That's how they keep their celebrity. You know, uh, Jay-Z has been focusing on making business moves. And those business moves have made him stay relevant. Yeah. And I think a lot of the people who complain about this particular issue, um, when Jay-Z was doing right by us, while he was, you know, doing the pro, uh, uh, helping out with Meek Mill and, and all these other things, and he launched Title. How many people got behind that? How many people actually have Title as paying for a subscription of Title uh, as opposed to paying for Spotify or whoever else may be out there? I don't know. We talked shit when it came out, though. Yeah. Did you, you talk about Title? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, and I'm, and I'm for not... The, for the record, I am a Title subscriber. <laughs> right. So, and I'm, and I'm, I'm asking that because here, here's what it boils down to. It, it, it's not about, um, it does boils down to us as individuals. Um, you know, these celebrities like Jay-Z, they need leadership. Um, the, they need to see what we're doing as a collective, what we're doing on a, on a very local, small level, um, so that they can have some guidance. Right. Because they, we, to assume that they know it all is our failure. But right. to be able to show them something, you know, to say, listen, like, this is like, this is what we're working on. 
you know, like uh, when we when we launched the supermarket. I was just about to talk about that. Okay, yeah, exactly. So when we launched the supermarket, like we still haven't heard from Jay Z or, or or Diddy, but they they was planning on creating some black app or something and, like that. And for, and for for those that don't know, so Sharif again, uh, creator of We Buy Black, uh, We Buy Black, they uh, launched a campaign for the sofa market, and uh, they crowdfunded. $500,000, half a million, a little bit over it, whatever, just to start a grocery store. The reason why that's a big deal, because we hear it all the time, black people don't support each other. So make sure like, everything black owned, make sure you get that in there. Yeah, yeah, like, but, uh, everything. It ain't just a grocery it, store. Everything <laughs> in the store is black, from your hot sauce to your pampers, to your trash bags, your light bulbs, your razors, the bosses. Your condoms, like, all that. Like, <laughs> look, everything is in the store is black on you know what i'm saying and, and, and to me that just demyths so much like from the root of actually raising the money we're saying black people we don't support each other but black folks just brought together half a million now i will admit in comparison them white folk did raise uh how many million in 24 hours for a wall <laughs> we've been fighting for this for four months <laughs> i ain't gonna lie it took us four months to do it i ain't gonna lie like but i always say but that. we do got to be retrained we're retraining ourselves to support we retrain that, so. and, and i say that yeah. i say white people hate us more than we love ourselves 100 I and, and, and i say i say they they got we they got 400 years of practice 400 plus years of practice on how to hate us you know what i'm saying we just now like <laughs> trying to get this trying to get this right so uh i just wanted for the people that didn't know i didn't yeah. know what oh, you no, talked about when you said grocery store and, and and the thing is is like you know um what we what we have to do is we have to bring light to issues like light to you know positive things happening in our community so much like we i mean we could make some noise and we could hold them accountable for supporting those things that we're doing because here's the thing it's like with Kaepernick, and i'm gonna go back to mahmoud abdul Rauf too because um, Kaepernick, he his goal was to just raise awareness, right? Mm-hmm. That we we can say, well, he should have did this next. He should have did that next. He should have did. His goal was to just raise awareness. Jay Z sounds like he's coming and saying, okay, Kaepernick did what he was supposed to do. Now I'm going to take it a step further, because when when Jay Z does something, it's very similar to Kaepernick. It's just it's it's, it's almost like his reactionary. He just kneeled. Mm-hmm. Then Jay Z just partnered, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, what is we have to wait to see what came out of what Kaepernick did. It's the same thing with watching what comes out of what Jay-Z does as well. But in the meantime, in the interim of that, it's like, what are we doing on a local level with, with ourselves, with our families, with our communities? What are we doing? And um, because at the end of the day, I don't expect none of them, Kaepernick, Jay-Z, Diddy, none of them, to, to lead us in where we have to go. Mm-hmm. I expect it to come from, uh, from us, Right. Even right here at this table, for us to come together and 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 hold them accountable, right. I believe our strength will become um, so strong that we will either wash them out where they be irrelevant, or before they become irrelevant, they're going to use their last bit of celebrity to support us so that they can stay relevant. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have to see on a strategic level. We have to be looking in that direction, um, not giving too much light. You know, we give some light, but not too much light to what they're doing because uh, we're going to always be disappointed. Um, Jay-Z is going to constantly disappoint us. Uh, Kaepernick is going to constantly disappoint us until we organize a strategy and show them, like, this is what the people want. This is what we're doing on our local level. This is what we need support with. And making enough noise with, you know, like, you well-connected. Mm-hmm. You know, we make enough noise on on a, on, a, on a local level. Then they have to admit, like, and I'm talking about not just them, 
but I'm talking about positive black leaders in our community mm-hmm. or who've been uh, historically known for leadership in the black community. It's failure on their part too. Right, because right. what are they saying in these particular times too? But it's it's also not just what they're saying, what are they doing and are they giving enough leadership whereas that Jay-Z shouldn't have to make a decision like that? Right. Kaepernick shouldn't have to, you see what I'm saying? So my, my question to you, because we always talk about what is the end goal uh, and we don't know their end goal. But like for you, someone that started the largest online marketplace for black-owned businesses, yeah. who's creating now the largest offline marketplace yeah. for black-owned businesses, uh, what is your end goal? What's the end goal for We Buy Black and for the people? I feel like your voice, and it's so cool because I know you know you. Yeah, yeah. Like we ain't like yeah, no, yeah. like at right, right. like, one time I used to be watching you online, but right. like we like, yeah, yeah. we kicking yeah, we it kick and we it, talking right. every day. So yeah. it's like, it's, it's an honor to be able to roll with you on this mission, but that's heavy. Yeah. Like you doing, honestly, bro, when it comes to black business, who doing more than We Buy Black in the sense of organizing? Who doing more? They got the space covered. That's all like, I see. That's all and, I hear. And it, like, it's, it's a it's a great thing, but a shame at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So so you know what's what's your ultimate? What does that vision look like? And and then how is how can people tangibly get behind this every yeah. day in their actions? Yeah. Jay Z can help Kaepernick produce his own football, right? Um, he could help Mahmoud Abdurraouf produce his own basketball. These are these are items that schools, colleges are purchasing anyway. They're going to spend millions and billions of dollars on these items anyway. But we can find, and and I'm saying that he could support it, but we as a community should be purchasing these type of items. Mm -hmm. What it it comes down to is um, anytime we need something or want something, then we should know that it should come from our community first. Um, You know, it's a shame that is nationally celebrated when we produce a toothbrush. But that just shows you how far we've been taken away from um, our natural inheritance to just want to support our own life. Mm. Um, that's been ripped away from us, right? And um, what we're trying to do with the We Buy Black movement is empower every individual in our community to know that if it's not you directly that's a, that produced the product, uh, like Nashi who came in with me today. Nashi just launched um, uh, uh, his, his linen, him and his family launched a linen, uh, a home linen company where they have washcloths, mm. they have bath towels. Now, now she's been with the movement since the beginning. Uh, hold on one second. Hold on one second. I got to throw him on the mic. Hold So the name of the company is Eclipse Home Linen. Eclipse Home Linen. It's a three-piece towel set um, towel set company. You get your hand towel, your face towel, and your washcloth for three pieces. It's three pieces, 35, Eclipse Home Linen. Check us out, EclipseHomeLinen.com, EclipseHomeLinen IG. Get that shout out in there, there brother. There you go. Uh, see, but that just show you like. See, right now, Jeff O just chilling in the cut. See, and then you also have some Nasheed and then. You know, Lamar that's at their Greenbrier, who just been rocking with the movement. We say, okay, Lamar, what you going to produce? Lamar created trash bags. So now these are items we're going to use anyway. Boy, you know what? That's fine. So everybody black man created the black man suitcase. Right. <laughs> See, y'all don't know about that. <laughs> hey, some black men get that joke. <laughs> hey, that went, that hey, went over me. That went over your head, yeah. bro. Like, look, little black man, you know, when it's time to move out there, show the house. <laughs> you oh. gotta put everything in that black trash bag. <laughs> 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 right, right, right. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> nah, man, but, you know, that's that's what we gotta be at, man. It's, um, I'm gonna tell you this. We have to reclaim everything that was taken away from us. Family life was taken away from us. We have to reclaim it. We got to be serious about it. 
Mm. Our cultural life was taken away from us. We have to reclaim it. We have to be serious about it. There's no way that the biggest competition, Amazon is, is, is running things right now on a major level yeah. and putting their hands in everything. But they can never have competition. The, the biggest competition they could have, right, the only thing that could penetrate Amazon right now is a community. And a community doesn't just come together just on, based on some ideal theology. Communities are comprised of people. Um, those people make up uh, marriages, make up families, and then that makes up a community. And the more that we have these societal influences that are destroying our, our family life, our, our marriage life, the more that they work against that, us, we as a community, as a black community, would never be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Forget what anybody tell you. It's impossible for us to have a strong community when we're not strong as a family, when we're not strong as a marriage, we're not strong as individuals. The moment that we become strong as individuals and then we produce a, a family from that and then we produce a, a community from that, mm-hmm. then we could be able to compete. Right. But what we're dealing with, we got leaders in position who known for their popularity, but as soon as they get caught coming out of a strip club with some woman, then we like, yo, like we don't want you anymore. But everybody that's saying that, the same people that's going to the strip club. Right. So it's like... We have to, um, the only way that we're going to be able to survive as a community is that we have to have moral courage, moral courage. And moral courage uh, goes back to what you were speaking of, like T.I. didn't say this to this person uh, because he favored him or that person didn't say that to that person. No, we have to have moral courage. And it may not come from a T.I. It may come from a person that T.I. may may respect. And I'm telling you, the best entity that that could come from is us as a community and i think uh, just that point right there that's where i am like i'm not saying i hate jay-z and i think we this cancel culture we have created is so weak it's so weak like we'd be like ah fuck jay-z fuck jay-z but nigga you still about to be rocking with him you still about to be listening to this stuff so i'm not saying ain't watching nfl yeah like i'm i'm not saying forget jay-z now I do cancel white folk. I ain't gonna lie, but like, talking about, but like black black leadership. Like when I say like, I'm still rocking with Jay. I think he's a very important piece mm. to this puzzle that we we've been trying to put together. But I'm I have the moral courage to say, bro, this is wrong. Yeah, how you setting this up mm. is wrong. Yeah. Like I'm not saying like I said, I don't. You get your money, bro. But how you did this, this was wrong. And we got this. We got to be able to say that. To people we like, mm-hmm. absolutely. Even when they got money, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. And, it, and it's like yeah. I think that's we be like looking at people money and they money become their like immortality. Mm-hmm. Like because they rich, they can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm, and and it's a lot of reason why uh, Donald Trump ain't nothing but a poor trailer park white man with money. If Donald Trump wasn't the millionaire billionaire he is, bro. He wouldn't be shit. He wouldn't have resonated the way he did. Mm. But the thing is, he had money. Mm. So he came out talking like how do you poor, uh, poor white trash white people be talking. Mm. But he's saying it with money. Mm. Money is an indicator. That's why I say it's not enough millionaires or people with money who care. Mm. Because if it was more people who was on top of their game with bread, had that Jay-Z money or had that NFL ownership money, and they begin to talk this black consciousness and black. That's why I'm not against getting money. Yeah, we have to get it. That's why I love Attorney Malvi Davis of the Davis Bozeman Law Firm. Um, this brother he talks about us being uh, socially uh, engaged but financially empowered. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like because right now the movement is being broken, glorified. 
a lot of times. And you know what I mean? Like, oh, we getting mad at folk because they getting money. I, bro, we need you to have money, bro. Right now, the building we sitting in is the is the definition of a conscious black man uh, that worked hard, got money, and he was able to bail people out of jail and help people in the movement. So, like, that's my that's my only thing that I have with Jay. But when it comes to the deal, like, so what do we want to see? What would be? It's it's already done. Right. The ink is dry. What does successful social justice look like to y'all? Well, my my answer is two parts. So I was just shortly on the cancel culture. I think sometimes that cancel cancel culture comes out of this sense of powerlessness, meaning they can't cancel the systems that created these people that engage in behaviors they don't like. So they cancel the individual instead of trying to cancel the system. You see, so I think that's just, so I don't focus as much on it because I know that it's coming from a place of powerlessness. And whenever I see that, I'm just like, how can this be re redirected in another constructive way? But um, so that's that. Um, as to what can be done with this partnership, I just think it should just dissolve. Like, and, and this is the thing. Damn. No, because I think because. But you do represent a, a big, a big section yeah, of the people. A lot of what he said, um, Sharif said about you know capitalism. Like corporations, they have this thing. I advise people look it up. It's called corporate social responsibility. Yeah. And one thing, one way it was described in this article, it's like a tax the 1% pays to society for destroying society. So they destroy society, then they pay the tax to society in the form of corporate responsibility, and then they go back to doing what they was doing before. Mm. So that's why I'm looking at this as just the NFL's version of corporate social responsibility. Mm. So the best thing that can be done now in terms of the partnership is for it dissolve. But that doesn't address the question of what can be done with Jay-Z. Now we come to the question of leadership. We have to, as he said, we have to come to Jay-Z and make ourselves heard so that he knows that this is not respectful to the grassroots people who are actually doing work to walk into a room and then say, we're beyond kneeling, as if you was with them. So the, the, the onus is on the people now who are actually doing the work. It's not to wait for what's going to come out this deal. It's, okay, we're already expecting something fraudulent to come out of this deal. Now what can we do to redirect it in another um, direction? Because I, I honestly think the NFL, as an institution, it just doesn't make sense for them to be in favor of social justice. Like I made a joke on Facebook. I said, I can't wait until, now that the NFL is interested in social justice, I can't wait for the ads about uh, racial sensitivity brought to us by the Washington Redskins. You know, you know, that's good. Like, that don't make sense. That was clever. I like you that. Know, so, like, I like that. They can't even change the name of a team, hmm. but they could supposed that. to address the, the problems that we've been dealing yeah, with was, for centuries. That was, that was good. You know, so that doesn't make sense to me. So that's why I'm like, the best thing we can do is keep addressing the NFL, but not wait for them to what comes out of this, because that that environment of, of, of non-transparency is just going to, you know, destroy us, I think. Yeah. I like that. I, he gonna make me wear my, uh, you know, I'll be wearing my little Caucasian shirt. I was just about to bring that shit up. Yeah, yeah, keep, keep going, keep going. What I was gonna say is, first off, Xavier, brother, the way you said that line, man, I, I love that. I do love it. And I'm, I'm gonna take your statement about the NFL a step further. 
I don't even think it's the NFL that's the problem, right? It's it yeah, is it's not. it is the system of yeah. this country, right? Right, right? And and we we do not beat that system with the status quo. Now I feel a little bit different on the actual deal. Um, the deal is done. The deal is like burnt toast, right? You got to take it out. And you got to decide: Do you want to just scrape it off and try to make that sandwich work, or you want to throw it away? I'm in. Was I? Like you go, you go. I want to scrape it off and make it work, right? It's like it's already done. It's already there. I'm a firm believer that we've got three ways that we can impact the system, right? You can do it from the outside, and that's neat. That's what Cap is doing. That's what that's what happened on the grassroots level. It doesn't change everything. You need people on the inside as well. But even the two still don't change anything. So those two take steps. But then I want to see like real ownership, right? And I don't mean ownership in just the NFL. I mean real ownership, like I'm, I'm like the We Buy Black method. I want us to have full, total, complete ownership where we can be a self-supported, self-sustaining ecosystem of black people. Because at the end of the day, all we're talking about here is these little steps that we can take to be better positioned inside an American system that is never going to let us be better positioned, right? You wanna talk about the ultimate benefactor of our oppression is the way this nation was built and designed. And when people tell me it's broken, I tell them, you're not paying attention, it is working exactly as it was supposed to. The NFL in this position, they're winning right now, right? Because what they needed to do was they needed to get a figurehead in our community to justify what they're doing, mm -hmm. right? And Jay-Z represents that figurehead. Again, I'm not happy with the way he went about it from what I know, but since he's there, we gotta make the best out of that because what he represents to them is the black face, the millennial face because they listen to him. The moment Jay-Z signs that deal, now you got all these artists who initially weren't on board, but just like you said earlier, they're not gonna say they're not gonna say no to Jay-Z. They're gonna be now, right at that table. Well, it's speak, even speaking of that point, one, I don't what I don't want us to do is become a Colin Kaepernick supporters versus Jay-Z supporters. That's my point. They're that's dividing. The, that's the biggest issue we could do. Like that's at the it. end of the day, focus on systems, not people. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So we're not gonna focus on what Jay-Z did or focus on Jay-Z. We're gonna focus on overall what we Absolutely. wanna get. Two, to your point, uh, and I haven't seen all the articles, but there is like talks that Rihanna is just not rocking right now. She, she, she not rocking, and it's gonna be, and, and, and that's why I'm saying the deal ultimately goes back to entertainment. Like the biggest bulk of this, what I see of this deal is Jay Z is gonna be telling who gonna perform at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And that and don't they're doing you think soundtracks, that dilutes they're doing the all kind of, of social justice element if you if you're following that line of thought. But like you saying, I'm doing social justice justice and entertainment. We're gonna sing a song, but then we're gonna fight with like, just shucking a job. Because yeah, I appreciate right, right. I appreciate Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce did the uh Black Panther uh yeah. tribute that time when she performed. I appreciate that. That was dope. But like But that only I, goes so far. If, exactly. If right. everybody coming out now and uh, right. you know, he got <laughs> Rihanna coming out with Harriet Tupman, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> like, bro, come on now. Like yeah. but, but, but think about it like this. Like the point I was making in saying when you just said is when the NFL signs Jay Z to this deal, they immediately Basically, it, it turns into a political race where there are now two black candidates and you are splitting the vote, right? The last thing that we need is to be any less unified than we were yesterday. And if Cap supporters go one way and Jay-Z supporters go another way, the only winner is the NFL in that position. Right. And that's and that's ultimately what's happening. That's and the I'm, goal. And I'm going to be real. Uh, when I was watching the video, this is when I knew Jay-Z. I, I could watch the video mute <laughs> and I could tell you what the deal wasn't right. Because Jay-Z was talking. You need to give them the minute mark so they know what to look for. <laughs> yeah, like when Jay-Z was talking, and you seen the video, yeah. like when that white man just grinning. 
<laughs> if I'm ever talking and, and white men, rich Republican white men are grinning in agreement with me, mm. I know I'm saying something wrong. Mm. Like I know I'm saying something. It can't be in truth. <laughs> it can't be anything for the people. And that right there, if I was JJ, I would have been talking. Man, what the fuck you? Like, like, that would literally stop the whole deal. If you look close enough, you can see the money falling out the white man's mouth. You can see the money falling out Roger Goodell's mouth. See, on, on, only, only if. See, here's the thing: we, we as a community too, have to um, appreciate, come to appreciate strategy, right? Because um, I'm glad you said that. That on. that that guy could be he could be laughing, but he may be dumber than Jay Z. You see, so we have to also respect Jay Z's mind. He may be Jay Z may be ten steps ahead of them. I don't. I, and let me tell you why. I, 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 I'm gonna tell you why I struggle with that though, because they they are strategizing every day as a community. Yeah. Right. See, we don't even have a clue what he's doing. So who's he strategizing with? Right. Right. So so it, it looks like one man versus a hundred men. Right. You know, and the the odds of that is just not always in the one man's favor. Yeah. So, you know, and, and we we know they're walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So it's like here's the thing, you know, um we also have to like it's it's like as I'm thinking, as I'm as I'm listening to this, my mind is going to like how do you outwit them? Right. How do you outwit them? Because um this is what we're this is what we're dealing with. But I'm gonna tell you this: it always go, it, it all of this is just like the NFL. That's like one thing. But you got so many organizations and so many systems that if all of our people just targeted the NFL, you see what I'm saying? It's like it's so many things that are that are really hurting our community. But you we we have to go to the root. See, the NFL is like it's like this argument: like which one is more important, knowledge or money? Both of them are tools to, to help somebody or to help something. Right. So you have to look at what are you utilizing your money for? What are you lose, utilizing your knowledge for? You know, and that's where I'm seeing that um, us as a community, um, when even addressing uh, Kaepernick, when addressing Jay-Z, um, all, of them are, uh, all of them are essentially a, a tool. And if we're not planning on how to use them, somebody else is. So right. them guys are smiling. They're smiling because they probably already have a plan for Jay-Z, and I'm pretty sure they do, right? right. They probably have they probably have a plan. But at the same time, Jay-Z and Kaepernick probably came up with a plan too. So how do we how will we they ever doing know? doing the Kanye 50 cent right now? Huh? The fake beef? Ooh. Right, right, right. Hey. And it, it may be plot twist. It may be. <laughs> I would well, I feel you on that. But one thing, like you know, you know the one line everybody say. There's a couple of lines you hear to justify coon shit all the time. And uh, uh, the one line that right. I heard, they were like, but he could be the spook. Right, <laughs> he could right, be right. the spook. He, no, exactly. no, like, no, he changed it from the inside. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah, yeah, something, yeah. man. I'm just saying, I just want to let, if, you, if <laughs> you're the spook, y'all know the spook ultimately began to shoot back now. I'm going to let y'all know that yeah. now. The spook, he came back, he mm. educated, but that nigga was shooting too now. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if we going to yeah. take that position. Take now, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't advise to take the position. What I would advise is, is like, how do we use Jay-Z and them. At the same, I like that. That's Absolutely. a little different. I, and, I, and, I, and, and, and you know what? The realest thing that has ever been said, the realest thing that has ever been said is power to the people. Exactly. And when I say the people, we more powerful than Jay-Z. 
we more powerful than them owners, mm. but it all comes with organization. So you know what I'm saying? We have the potential to be more yeah, powerful. Yeah, yeah, we had we had the, we had the potential to be and more we got powerful. Some responsibility That's, to move. So that it's way. like if the people could ever organize mm. the way they're supposed to be organizing, you will begin to see whatever change you want to see without the celebrity. That's 100. the reason. The reason I love what Sharifa doing. This grocery store about to be being. It's about to be built. Mm. It's gonna be in Atlanta. Like I want this grocery store to become bigger than what the King Center is. I got mm. our bags gonna be black. Bags here, yeah, we got okay. black bags. When you fly into town to this grocery store, when you fly into Atlanta, you be like, man, I gotta go to this black owned grocery store. Right. I gotta go in here and feel what it feels and look like. We yeah. need to support them in the way we did the Slutty Vegan. Mm. And, and this, and That's this, what we need. And this is what I'm saying, Slutty Vegan, another black owned business. But mm. this, is, this is my thing to the people out here because I don't even want to go too long. I do want to say this. If you listen, whether you agree with Jay Z or disagree with Jay Z, taking a knee or not taking a knee or not taking a knee. One thing we all have in common, we black. Amen. Mm-hmm. We black, and there's a certain level of responsibility that we have as black people. There's a quote um, by uh, the great late Marcus Garvey, and uh, I'm probably about to butcher it, but he said, "If you." Uh, Think black, buy black, yeah. uh, be black, yeah. and everything else will handle itself. Yeah. I truly believe that. Hmm. I truly believe that. I believe if we just begin to, what is thinking black? Thinking black is thinking conscious. Uh, when you thinking black, you are not. You're looking at things of not as they look like, but what the, as they are. Hmm. You know what I mean? And there's this there's certain level of doing that. Hmm. When you being black, there's a way black. There's nobody more compassionate and loving on this earth than black people. It's sometimes to our detriment. <clears throat> if we could organize that compassion and love towards ourselves and, and our businesses and our organizations, we will begin to see a true change. And then the last thing is buying black. That's why I brought Sharif on the show. Right now, this show drops on Tuesday. That's the 20th. On the 23rd, the 24th, and the 25th, there's the second annual We Buy Black convention. If you listen to this, if you listening to this and you saying you want to create change, you want to be a part of it, and you ain't bought a ticket to the convention, I don't believe you, bro. Mm. How much is the ticket? I know the gala is $100. General admission, 20 General admission, $20. Mm-hmm. $20. I don't care if you got to work. For Buy the days, ticket. Man. Donate it. That's mm-hmm. it. But if this thing, literally the fire marshal should shut us down mm-hmm. because black people are fighting to get in this building to support each other. It ain't about what Jay-Z's doing with the NFL. It ain't about what Colin Kaepernick got a job or not. It's about us liberating ourselves and going to the next level. And opportunities, what We Buy Black has given us is opportunities of solidarity. Opportunities where we can see what the ultimate goal <clears throat> looks like. What my ultimate goal looks like mm-hmm. is us, a sovereign us the sovereign people like yeah. literally i feel like we all we got but we all we need at the same yeah. time mm. that's ultimately where i lie and again uh i don't want us to get any more divided you said it any more divided than we were yesterday that's it. with this jay-z deal my suggestion is just wait on it mm. let's see what comes out of it if it's good that's great if it's bad like we always do we gonna work it out. Right. Ain't nobody been able to kill us yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody been able to hurt us. No matter if it was they would look like us, they didn't look like us. Mm. We've always survived. So um, can I add, can I add one thing? To yeah, yeah, yeah. Two things to that. Fucking up my like <laughs> soapbox. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, hey, you know how we do. Uh, the, the thing I want to add was you, you were talking about being patient. And I agree, but while we are patient, that doesn't mean we are still. 
right? right. There, there's action that needs to happen. And you, you mentioned a quote, and I wanted to throw another one in. I'm not going to say it exactly right because I feel like that's kind of what happened. What's happening? Desmond Tutu said that when he was in Africa, that the missionaries came over to them, and when the missionaries showed up, the missionaries had the Bible and the Africans had the land. Mm. The missionaries said to them, let us pray. So everyone closed their eyes and they prayed. Mm. When they opened their eyes, Desmond Tutu said, the missionaries had the land and the Africans had the Bible. Mm. So let's make sure that while we're creating these deals and we're saying these prayers and we're rocking everybody to sleep, make sure that you don't wake up and your land has been replaced with the Bible, right? Mm. You need to understand what's happening when your eyes are open and when your eyes are closed. You need to make sure that you maintain ownership of what is yours. If anything, let's have the Bible and the land. Mm. Amen. Uh, well, let's let's like pray, with <laughs> <laughs> let, let pray, let pray with our eyes open. Let's pray with our eyes open. And then stop praying with the white folk, period. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a nother, that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, Final thoughts, gentlemen. I'm going to go around the way I introduce y'all. Uh, your, your final thoughts, Xavier, to the people. Uh, final thought is just continue to believe in yourself. Don't look out above or out somewhere else for your um, saviors. It's all around you and it's with God. So mm. just look within and, and don't depend on other people to save you. Mm. Um, just one more time for the record. You are participating in that. Yeah, yeah, I'm participating. Yeah. I bet you will probably see more football than me. That's how much I'm participating. As the man of your household, is your girl, the Saints fan, participating in the boycott? Yeah, she participating. We, we, we make decisions as a team. If he lumped up next time you see him, it's your fault. All right, all right, all right. Are you boycotting Waffle House? Yeah, I boycott Waffle House. I don't, I don't like them like that. Okay, let's. H&M. <laughs> I don't. Well, I gotta talk to my girl. <laughs> hey, I'm here for all the boys. Because she li- she like H and M stuff, so okay, I should be buying stuff I don't know about. So I gotta I, just tell her. Look, <laughs> we, I I take what I can get. I got Waffle House in the NFL. I take that. Two out of three. Good. <laughs> my boy, what you got? Yeah, yeah. This? Um, the, the thing I say is, it's really not even about Jay Z and Cap. What this is about is the fact that we as Black folks need to one recognize the power that we have, especially when we unify. But two, we need to recognize and learn and understand how to disagree and not disappear, right? You've got to understand that there's people who are going to have a difference of opinion than you do, but you still need those people to win this goal, right? We still need these people, whether you are tall, short, fat, skinny, gay, straight, I don't care what it is, I need all my people with me. We can disagree in closed doors, but when we walk out together, we need to be holding hands, singing the same songs, marching the same direction, going after the same things. And just remember that even when you disagree, you do not have to dislike that person, you can still go in together. That's all I got. I like that. Poetry snap, next. Yeah, man, it's um bottom tickets. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Shout out, we about black events going on. <laughs> uh, we we have to have uh, as a community, we have to have uh, moral courage. That's what it's going to boil down to. That when we establish businesses, even as black businesses, we it can't just be based off of capitalism. We have to have our head and our heart involved in everything that we do. And as a people, understanding that we have this uh, this gift of just being very merciful. You know, um, wisdom is knowledge applied with mercy. Knowledge applied with mercy equals wisdom. But if you have, uh, if we know that we have mercy with no knowledge, then that's just not wise. It's not a wise people. We won't make wise decisions. So I think that we, when even looking at Jay-Z, when we're looking at Kaepernick, 
um, we have to have more uh, people in leadership that know where we are and that can um, outsmart, outwit those that are oppressing us because um, that's what we don't have right now. We don't have enough leaders in place that are thinking about, that are merciful to our people, merciful to the world, and that have that knowledge of how to outwit these people. And um, I think that it's not going to happen until we as a community come together. We as a community use our minds as a collective. It's like the Google method. Google knows everything, but it's not really Google. It's the people. It's the people that are contributing to Google. Mm -hmm. So we have to recognize that the power is in the people. The money is in the people. One individual would not have it all. But if we could unify our whole people, then we will become like that Google, that Amazon, that Apple as a collective. And there's nothing that could stop us, you know, when we do so. And I love it. I love it. Normally people I bring in ain't, ain't this deep. <laughs> <laughs> so my last words. <laughs> no, my last words, I definitely say this, man. Uh man, one, I love y'all brothers. Man. Thank y'all for coming too, on. It's good to it connect with everybody uh, like this. You know, everybody in here is super busy. So I appreciate y'all for taking time out y'all schedule to be on this platform and talk about it. To the people that's listening, gang gang. <laughs> Lock up with your people, dog. Like what gang gang look like? You gonna shot with us? You gonna fight with us? You gonna march with us? You gonna you know you rocking with us? Period, man. Like gang gang, be down for black people, and that's it. And I promise you, like the life I live, the love I got, the support I re the support that I receive is because that's what I give out. And man, we have we are such a beautiful people, man. And you know, I love everything about. It. That's why they say it's a beautiful struggle. I even I love everything about this struggle because even in this, I've learned so much about our people. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, Jay, you know what I'm saying? Like in the words of Kanye West, "Don't send your killers." <laughs> <laughs> don't send your killers, Jay. I uh I don't believe you're a bad person, man. You know, keep doing your thing, getting your money, but you know. If you're going to rock with the people, rock with the people. Colin, uh, we still rocking with you, baby. We, we need you to say a little bit more than you're saying. You're a little too quiet for us. Start speaking up a little bit more into the people. Buy black, man. Spend your money with us. That's it. Talk with your money. Put your money where your heart is. You know what I'm saying? Put your money where your heart and your mouth is. And begin to shop with black businesses. And you will see more ownership, more power. You'll just see a lot of stuff change, I promise you. Marcus Garvey, one of the greatest organizers and leaders of that ever existed. I would say that, one of the greatest that ever existed. And he said, if you think black, be black, buy black, everything else, not some things, everything else will take care of itself. And that's how we're gonna do it. This has been the Just Elder Podcast. I appreciate y'all. See you next week. What they doing?